1: Hello, and welcome to It's a Fandom Thing. This week, we are going to be discussing K-dramas. And this is, again, a subject that your host knows very little about. So my two wonderful panelists are going to sort of take over for me, and I'm just going to moderate the discussion a little bit. Um, But before I introduce our panelists, uh, just a couple of quick housekeeping notes. As always, we are taking listener support for as little as $0.99 a month to $9.99 a month you can help support the show and also 50% of what you donate to us will go to one black lives matter organization per month um and also we have a red bubble store with different merchandise masks because we have to be masking up still pins stickers cup, uh, cups everything you can possibly think of almost Uh, So if you're interested in that, that link will also be in the show notes and also 50% of what we see from that will also go to one Black Lives Matter organization. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and start the show and go around and I'm going to have my two panelists introduce themselves and tell me one thing in pop culture they're into right now. Start with you, Angela. Hi. Hi.
2: Hi. Hi. So. Uh, just a fair warning before we start, though, because it's Korean Dramas Day, so it's Friday, celebrate with some soju, so here we go, celebrating. Woo! Okay. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so, I am Angela. Um, The one thing that I'm enjoying right now, I just got into Lovecraft Country, so just letting me start the first episode, so I'm not, like, legit expert yet on it yet, but... <laughs> I've you know, been loving you know HP uh, Lovecraft for growing up, so I'm just kind of excited about just getting to start
1: the series. Awesome, and you're liking it so far, then?
2: Yes, good. <laughs> Only one episode, <laughs> but that's that's a good thing, though. So. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, and Susie. Well, hello,
3: everyone, dear listeners. Tis I, Susie. Um, some of you may remember me from the telenovela episode last week, I believe. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, well, it is you. Oh my God, we're back again. Um, so, <laughs> something that I've been watching recently is I recently got into Doom Patrol. Because I have a really, like, I really like Brandon Fraser. Like, him and The Mummy is just, it's one of my favorite roles that he's done, along with George of the Jungle. And I just, I wanted to see what, he's, what he was up to, because, you know, we haven't, we haven't heard a lot from him in the past few years. But I, I really like it. I think he does a great job as emoting as this, a little bit of a spoiler, robot man. I, I find it a little bit of fun.
1: Yeah and it was just announced he's going to be in a new Darren Aronofsky film as well. I know there there's a great article out there I can't remember if it was in Vanity Fair or somewhere else with an interview with him about why he's sort of been out of the spotlight and a lot of it is um, you know, horrible stuff that happened to him in Hollywood and and lots of so I recommend researching that a little bit. Yeah, it um his he had his own me too stuff happened to him, so I I suggest that. Yeah, I, I love him. My mom had, like, the biggest crush on him for a long time. But he's great. I mean, one of my favorite things with him is Blast from the Past. I just, I love that movie, so yeah.
3: I mean, I, I agree with your mom, because I I don't, I, I'm attracted to this robot man, even though I only hear the voice, and I'm like, oh Wait, this is I feel odd, but it's a good odd. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's funny. Okay, and this is Erin. And what I'm into is the new Netflix docu-series about the Night Stalker. Um, it's just really fascinating. I'm almost done with it. It's just four episodes. And it's all about um, the detectives that that solved the case and found him and. And I didn't know that Richard Ramirez had done all the other stuff he had done. I mean, he was, he's evil, just pure evil. Um, And it's really incredible that these detectives were able to link all these cases because the thing that was different about the Night Stalker is most serial killers have an M.O. You know, they have a particular type that they'll go after. They have a particular way that they do things. And he would go after old, young men, women, child everything like that. So it was like he didn't have one particular thing. So it was amazing how they were able to kind of link him together from a shoe print is really how they, it first started, but it's just a really, really fascinating documentary. So if you're a true crime buff, I highly recommend it. Okay. So let's get into K dramas. And first up, I just want to know, Angela, what was the first one that you remember watching?
2: well um it might be a little bit embarrass- i don't know to say embarrassed though i felt like i was one of those victims that started with boys over flowers i feel like that's like um well most of everyone first how they start korean dramas and by the way boys over flowers is on netflix right now including the um i guess like the i think the uh Thai, thailand's versions of their dramas so but yeah so my first one was boys over flowers that's was super cute actually watch i did watch it again after like six years the last time i first watched it and it was just so because i watched so many korean dramas this past you know six years that watching it back it's like wow just i felt like there were just so much. It was so cute, though. I feel like there were just so much, you know, like, more of that I was like, why did I? But it was just, that was my first one, so.
1: And you you said, why did you, was there, is there something about that one, like, the storyline or anything like that yeah. that makes you kind of it cringe so now?
2: <laughs> it was so cute. It was, like, it was so, like, cute and stuff, and but it was just, like, more, like, Okay, it's obviously, you know, when you watch Korean drama, there's always this dumb, like, they have this stupid, cute moments, but it just makes it much more, like, romantic and just more cute just, like, watching it, I guess, like, it was just the, um, like, I guess it was just, I feel like I have watched a lot, much more better written stories as of now. And then also because one of the actors in uh, um boys over flower i cannot remember his name the one that was uh, uh, the one that plays the Susie. did you watch boys over flowers
3: i i did um but i don't remember any like it's so hard for me to remember names
2: okay so
0: (laughs) like
3: i I feel like i know who you're talking about just you know um Uh, the the name uh, is escaping me (laughs) Um, I'm trying to figure out his name. He's the,
2: he's the one that plays the violin. Uh Kim Hin Jong. See, he was my favorite one. He like he he like you he's one of those like second character syndrome where you prefer the main character to go with the second character instead of the main character. He was like my all-go-to like guys that I wanted the character to go with. And because the actor himself had some He's a total douchebag. Now, after a few years, that I actually found out that you know he had some like, you know, sexual assault case and all these stuff makes me feel like so. For it hit me to watch it again, maybe because like I just like look at him as like I can't believe that I have loved you so much for all this time, and then you know it's the betrayal of you know the it's, like it's also sort of things like when you find out about this actor later mm-hmm. and like what he did. It's just like it kind of like.
1: It, it, it gives you like them.
2: Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it was just because of me, just that, but overall, the story was so just, mm-hmm. it's just cute. So, that's just my opinion. So, yeah.
1: Well, yeah, that's, that's, uh, I mean, when we did our whole episode about Me Too and fandom, that's that's the mm-hmm. thing is that there are a lot of actors that you find out later they're not very good people. Or they did horrible things. And so it can be hard to watch them in something, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, Most recently for me, you know, I've even said on this podcast earlier, like one of the first few episodes, I said that I changed my mind about Shia LaBeouf. Well, now there are all of these reports out there of what a horribly abusive person he is. Um, And so it was kind of like, okay, I should have stuck to my original opinion. And so it does, it taints things because I'm like, okay, well I did love that movie, but now there's no way I can watch or how can I watch that or trying to watch him in anything after that? And there's a lot of people like that where it's it's kind of sad. It's like it's that whole trying to separate the art from the artist and sometimes it's harder to do. So yeah. And Susie, what was the first K drama that you watched?
3: So my first K drama was I remember this vividly. It was senior year, and uh, one of my friends. Uh, she's she's actually the one that got me into, uh, well, not just K dramas, but uh, Korean culture, uh, because she was very much a K pop stan, which is a. She really liked the band BTS, like before they blew up in America, and. Uh, she introduced me to them and then I was like, oh, this is really interesting. And then I started like looking into other stuff like the food and, and the culture and the gay dramas and, and the makeup and this and that. And I was just I was just gobsmacked. I was like, this is this is great. Like, oh my gosh, guys. The Korean um beauty treatment of like the the five or ten steps, it is a game changer that like I had the best skin of my life like it was amazing and then I ran out of money and I couldn't buy the
0: product anymore <laughs> but for that brief it what in is it time called? I,
3: I, it was great the, the, Korean, uh, beauty, the Korean beauty the five step Korean yeah. beauty routine but it's basically all these creams that you put on your face and just to make sure that you're both most moisturized and stuff so it's but the best skin of my life but um, as I was getting into it, uh, I kept hearing a lot of chatter about this one K drama called Guardian, and I was so curious about it. And then I st- I, I just looked on to wherever I could watch it, and I think I watched it on K Fever or Drama Fever. I think it was Drama Fever, mm-hmm. and I started watching it, and oh oh my god! Like, if listen, guys, listen. If you're gonna watch a K drama, it has to be Guardian: The Lonely and Great God, like that. Mm-hmm. If that's gonna be your first one, yes. Like even if it's not your first one, it's it's oh my god, it's so good. This, Wait,
2: you, you start that was your first
3: one? Yeah. Uh, what? Yu, <laughs> who is I know right Gong Yu who is the lead. Um, he just oozes style and charisma. And he he's oh he's so good looking, and oh my god he's my daddy. Okay, girl, you okay, cannot have him. only my daddy! Dramas are slow <laughs> burns, so when they kiss, it's like twenty episodes in. Uh, but when he kisses the female lead for the first time, or just when he kisses her in general, it's like it's the most passionate like, soul-encompassing kiss that I've ever seen, like, he kisses with such a fire and a fury, like, he wants you and him to become one, and at first, I thought that was just contained to this K-Drama, but then I watched his other work, and I was like, oh, it's consistent across the board, Mm -hmm. like, yes, sign me up, sir, Mm mm-hmm.
1: It's it's I really wish listeners and at some point we actually are thinking of getting a, a YouTube channel and doing special episodes on there, but I wish listeners could see um Angela's reaction when Susie was describing that because it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I kept going back and forth from looking between Susie and then Angela because Angela was so excited that Susie mentioned this. And it was just so that's what I love is hey, that's one of the reasons I started this podcast because I love watching people get excited about the art that they love. And that was just so awesome. So I just wanted oh, to I say that. On the you guys. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> okay. So next up, I just want to ask uh, maybe what a couple of your favorites are, Angela. What are a couple of your favorite ones? Well,
2: you know, The Guardian, The Looney, and The Great God, which I, and honestly, I kind of knew because I actually enjoyed, um, The Guardian was written by Kim Yo-Suk. She also, you know, wrote The Hairs, Secret Gardens and Descent of the Sun which I watched before the garden like she is one of the in my things she, her writing is just so magical like it it makes you feel like you are like you're actually in like this like m- magical world that she puts you in she, like her writing just makes the reader like they just want so much more and, like, there's so much emotions to it. Also, uh, Mr. she also write Mr. Sunshine, too, which is also my, one of my favorites. That's also on Netflix right now. But that woman, like, she is, she is the legend, in my opinion, the legend of Korean drama, all writing things. Just I started, you know, watching The Hairs and then The Sandman of the Sun. And then, like, when she, you know, released The Guardians... I, all the episode, I have cried my eyes out. Also, part of it was because, you know, um, because, you know, Yu was just like, he's, she's just too hot, too, so I, I probably, that's probably the reason why I also cried. <laughs> so, but just, like, you also got the bromance in there, too. Like, I enjoy, like, you know, like, just, like, the rivalries and, like, this, this bromance going on, and it's just, this I just felt just so in love, and and honestly, like I just oh god, I'm I'm even crying. It's just so amazing. It's just you know what? I, I without that, you know that writer, she's like I don't think. I swear to God, if she dies though, or something happens to her, I'll be buried with her too. I'll be buried with her writing. Just great. Oh. So, <laughs> I mean, that was too dark. That was way too dark. Also. <laughs> So, but um, second ones I really love was also Mr. Sunshine. Yes, I know. Susie, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> it's also, it's, oh my gosh, it's also the actor. So I don't remember his actor name though. He's also Daddy as well. <laughs> but he, he, he also, um, I know a lot of, I need to find out what uh, his name is because a lot of people would recognize him from um, G.I. Joe uh, movie. Uh, let's see, uh, Lee, Lee, Lee Lung Hung. I believe that's how I pronounce him, though. Super great smile, though. Every time when he's just like, all the scenes that he's just smile. Oh God, I just melted. Also, are we allowed to do spoils? I'm not doing. I'm not yeah. doing the biggest spoils though. Just,
1: just say yeah, Just say spoiler alert.
2: Okay, so uh, when I was watching uh, it with Rebecca, she Rebecca is one of the you know other uh uh that you're talking on the show. But when I got Rebecca to watch into this though there was so many times that Rebecca's just look at I me, mean, it's like, when are they going to kiss? And I was like,
0: mm,
2: uh, uh, I don't know. See, Mrs. Sunshine, uh, the, the only few Korean drama that I know has about 24 episodes. All the Korean dramas, they're, for some reason, all of their episodes go up to 16 episodes, and that's it. Mrs. Sunshine, bless the writer, with 24 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> 24 episode and there was no kiss. Oh wow. Disappointment. I was so mad. And I think the reason was because uh the female actor and the male actor their age difference are like there it's like real it's like a big difference like mm-hmm. you know like I think he's like about 20 years older than her so I don't know uh. cuz of like in that Korea you know, South Korea culture, like maybe it's just the age difference and they wanted to be more respectful. I haven't really like find out why they haven't. I was mm-hmm. surprised that there was no kiss. So I just figured maybe it was just the age difference. Um I don't know yeah. Susie,
1: do you know anything be. about this? Maybe. And I know you wanted to add something anyway, Susie. So
3: yeah, I was gonna say that um he <laughs> The leading man in Mr. Sunshine. He's... But okay, so before he, I ever saw Mr. Sunshine, uh, the G.I. Joe movies came out, he was the sole reason why I watched those movies. Because I was like, Ooh, this, oh, this man is making me feel things. Like, everyone was about chanting Tatum. I was like, no, no. 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 <laughs> True intellectuals. No words <laughs> at. Like, oh, There's a scene, I think, in the second one where he has to get, like, patched up or something and he's all shirtless. And I was just like, "Oh, oh, oh my God! Okay, 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 it's happening! It's <laughs> happening! Okay, this is... Like, oh my God!" He's staring at his abs like a doctor's <laughs> at a steak. Mm.
0: <laughs>
3: no, but I don't. I don't know why there was no kiss. Um, but like, there are ways to get. Her, like, if you don't want the actress to kiss, you could also just have like a very, a very nice hug. Oh, I would love to be hugged by that man.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Just
3: to hug and I would die.
1: Well, it's interesting with the age difference thing because, you know, in a lot of movies, you'll have, like, you have people like Harrison Ford who will be in his 60s and dating someone in their 30s. And so it's interesting if that is the reason, just because, um... We seem to in a lot of American movies and a lot of movies in general, it seems to be that if there's an age difference between men and women, it's okay. I mean, if the man is older and the woman's younger, but if it's vice versa, it doesn't always seem to be the same way. So I just think that's interesting that if that was the reason. So I don't know. I'll have to research that or someone out there can let us know.
2: Yeah, let us know. And the thing is, (laughs) though, even though there was no kisses, though, like, the bond between these two characters, like, you know, like you said, the hug, the, the actions that they do for each other, the, you know, just, it's just like what they do for each other, the sacrifice. God, I am so wet. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that man, though, and there wasn't just one man, there's three mans. That were into that girl three of them three hotties <laughs> yes rebecca was into the summarize i was like mm. i totally was <laughs> <would see that. laughs> you talk. got you, you got the guy you know the marine u.s marine and then you got the summarize and then you got the writer the journalist oh god he's just so wow yeah that that that, that show <laughs> the, 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 Yep, I, I, I was kind of, I was kind of happy that I got Rebecca. her first Korean drama was Mrs. Sunshine, because <laughs> I did not want to curse her with boys over flowers. I, 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 learned, I swear there was like I need to like
1: show the whole world. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> um, Susie, what are your two of your favorites?
3: Oh, my God. Okay, so I'm going to mention the ones that I watched, like, right after, the ones that followed up Guardian, and they're still some of my top favorites. So one of them is uh, Strong Girl Bong Su. And it's about this girl who all the women in her family are born with supernatural strength. They were blessed by the gods. And, but if they do something bad, then they lose their their like super strength, or if they use it for something bad, they lo- they lose the super strength. And it's just like, oh, it's 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 a romantic comedy, and it's more about like all these mishaps that happen to her. Uh, this really rich man, <laughs> this like mogul, like a Tony Stark type of dude, he he saw the back of her hoodie one day like it's like this is how it starts and then he's like i gotta find this woman and then he finds her and he's like you're so strong and he just he simps for her so hard like he has the biggest crush on this woman he is constantly telling her i love you date me but not in like a creepy way it's just like oh my god you are so strong you could snap me into please date me she's just like no you're my boss i'd be unprofessional And along the way, she grows to start liking him. But it's just, it's so, it's so cute. And he's such a simp. And it's just, it's really adorable. I do recommend it as a watch. I think the last time I watched it, it was on Netflix. I don't know if it's still on there.
0: Uh, Um, It's
3: it's not? Oh, man. Mm. And then the one after that is called My Little Baby and it follows the it's also a a comedy as you'll see a theme it's also (laughs) like a slice of life comedy thing where this this like this cop who works in homicide he's like he's he's grizzled and he's just like he's rough and whatnot but his sister dies and leaves him his six-month-old niece And so the whole, (laughs) again, the whole series is just, like, a bunch of misadventures of this single dad trying to raise a child and going through all, like, the different uh, milestones and stuff. And it's just, oh, it's so funny. And there's a scene, or it's a little bit of a spoiler, but at a certain point, he can't figure out how to get her to eat because she keeps crying. And so he just duct tapes the baby bottle to his chest. (laughs) <laughs> it's just so silly, and so he's like essentially breastfeeding this baby, and it's a running joke that he keeps like opening the door to like friends and neighbors, and there's just like a baby <laughs> bottle attached to him, and he doesn't really notice until he's like, oh, oh, I'm so sorry, but I'm you know, this is the only way to get her to eat. <laughs> and everyone is just like, yeah, that's that's fine. Sure, you're trying your best. But it, all the moms in the building that he lives in want to flirt with him. And he's just like, oh, my God, guys, I can't. I can barely take care of a baby. <laughs> oh, it's so funny.
1: Yeah, I'm going to have to check some of these out. The ones that are available, since it sounds like some of them aren't. But the ones that are available. Um, okay, what well, I want to talk about, I know, just like in telenovelas, um, there are different genres In K dramas, and I just want to know what your favorite genre is, Angela.
2: Favorite genre is just I love everything that's like supernatural. Obviously, you know, of course, you know I melt you all guys to supernatural show. So woo, okay. But (laughs) I like you know the Guardians is like you know it's like it's like super like it's a magical where you you have. Of God, who, you know, he is trying to find his like goblin's bride. Is the only way for him to because he's so he's immortal right now. So it's the only way for him to like, you know, be free was to find his goblin brides and all these stuff. So you know, if he lived for so much centuries and all these stuff, you know, and just, um, you know, and then also I don't know if you watch, Susie, you watch Scarlet Heart. So scholar, so scholar heart is also magical. You got a girl who hates her life and all everything, and then she dies in that ten minutes of that. Drama. <laughs> um, and then, but then she was, but then she was put. It was like kind of an outlander feel. Like she dies, and then she was in like a different era, and then it was more historians where there was a king, um, of course. The king has 13 Sun. And you know what that means. <laughs> yes. Super hot 13 sons. That
1: just
2: I swear to God, like this I felt like if I keep watching creature, I'm gonna get a heart attack. <laughs> so but it's just like but the, the great thing is, like, the historians, like, I just love, I, I for so many, I I love watching, like, the historians, like, air. they just, are just so great, um, and I don't know if this, like, part of it, too, but, you know, Netflix had been doing pretty good at, like, bringing up more other, like, draw, drawings, like, it wasn't more, like, Sweet Home, it's not, I wouldn't call it drama, it was more of, like, Korean action thrillers, um, and then there's the, there's the Netflix, other Korean quote-unquote quote, drama called The Kingdom. Tons. There's, like, there's going to be four a fourth season next year, I believe, too, but just zombies and thrillers. and But it was done in the historian where the kings was, you know, there's kings and queens and stuff. So, um, but I don't there are just so many, though, just as long as I just like it, you know, more of a supernatural. That's, like, mm-hmm. more of my kind of size, so.
1: Yeah. yeah. And Susie, what's your favorite?
3: So as stated previously, I do really like the comedies or the romantic comedies because it's just it's fun to see what kind of like hijinks they put the, <laughs> they put the actors into. And I also I also really like the the supernatural slash horror ones. Oh, those are a lot as fun as all like Angela said. Like, The Kingdom and Sweet Home, which are pretty good. I think there's still K-dramas. I mean, they deal yeah. with drama in some way. Yeah, you know, in some way. You know Korean so. drama of a zombie kingdom, the other ones is the drama of supernatural monsters. So, you know, you got that. Exactly, yeah.
1: Well, there is drama. Anything like that, you're going to find some dramatic moments.
2: <laughs> I noticed. Mm-hmm. And I know you guys had, like, you know, the... You, Aaron's and Susie had like the Telenova. Like they have like their own dramatic and seduces ways. I feel like Korean dramas, dramas like it's just different. It's like it's more. And disagree with me if if I'm wrong, but they're I feel like they're more wholesome. Like like there's so many cute stupid moments, and it's just like I mean, granted, there's a lot of stupid moments in Telenova, hell too. It's just also adorable. But this one was just like, you know, like I feel like. I felt like, I don't, like, for men's, Korean's men, so, I feel like they show more of, like, in some way, like, they're, they're not afraid to, like, show their emotions, um, they cry, and, you know, there was just so many times, like, you know, for Mrs. Sunshine, um, the, he, there was when he just, like, you know, when, God, you, you, he's, like, the most sexiest man, but when he's cries, his, he cries, he, he, put his whole emotion to it and it's just like oh god, just I feel like it's just like a like it's I feel like, you know just having, you know, Korean man's like, you know, showing their emotion size just like kind of really nice, you know, like they are not afraid to like, you know, like do this for the girl that they love and all these stuff. So I that's just my opinions. I don't know what
1: I'm talking about. <laughs> so.
3: No, no, I kind of, no, sorry, I kind of got the part, so sorry
1: no, about that. No, 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 don't apologize yet. And Susie, you were going to add something on there? there.
3: No, yeah, I was going to say that I completely agree with you. Um, because so oftentimes in Western media or kind of American media, we, we all know about, like, emotionally constipated men. I mean, we're all fans of a show where the two main leads are... Emotionally constipated men, and it's like, oh, like, you can't be seen having emotions or feelings because that makes you less of a man. But what I really enjoy about Korean dramas is that it's kind of like the opposite. There, like them showing emotion and them crying and expressing themselves, just adds to their to their strength and to their. I'm I'm admitted the level of attractiveness. Like they're mm-hmm. not afraid to cry. I've I vibe with that. I, that makes me really happy to see. Like there's a lot more emotion than just. I'm full of testosterone. Yeah, especially mm-hmm. when you tell the example of, like, the guy with the baby bottle and what
2: he does for it. And, like, you know, the neighbor stalls it, but he's like, oh, shit. But, like, at the same time, it's like... The, I feel like... I haven't seen the, the show, but from what you're telling me, and based because of all the Korean drama that I watch, he's probably having that also moments of, like, yes, you know, I'm embarrassed, but at the same time, like, "I got, I still gotta do this kind of thing. Like, I want to do this. Like, I you know like this what you know mm-hmm. like this i don't yeah. know if what you agree with me kind Not,
3: of yeah so. it's true like he's never like it's it's a joke that they do in the show but they never make him seem less of a man for doing that
1: yes so it's never like making fun of his manhood it's never being like oh well no. you can't be a man if you are showing this um tenderness and what might be construed by some as being motherly um that doesn't make you less of a man. It makes you more of a man, or it makes, or as part of being a man for you, it's part of your identity, being able to comfort this child with doing something that other people might think is, I don't know, other cultures or other people might say is not manly, or other, uh, you know, ignorant people might think isn't doesn't make you a man, or something like that. Is that yeah, kind of what? Now. Yeah, yeah, especially now. And
3: like even in that show he brings the baby to the other guys in his like squadron police station area and the guys all just lose it over this baby and they're all just being like the more the fun uncles and yeah they like supporting him and stuff he has a, a nephew come live with him or something that also helps him with the baby and it's just it's it it's it's I haven't seen a k drama where it's an attack on the man's masculinity for him to be doing what can be considered effeminate or mm-hmm. things or things that are outside the realm of masculine of perceived masculinity
1: that's that's really that's really awesome, honestly. I mean, I think more things should do that. I think it is changing in some areas, but I still think there's ways to go. so yeah, and um Susie, you already mentioned a little bit of the fact that, um, you know, because of k-dramas you got into a certain beauty regime but I know it also trend it also has inspired a lot of fashion trends and makeup trends um Susie have there been fashion trends that you have seen that have been inspired by k-dramas and makeup trends as well
3: there's also something that they do in k-dramas as well that also the men participated is that they'll Put on sheet masks so the guys and the girls Would do it and it's like a fun thing that they'll Do to like either bond or Or spend time together or just Something to pass the time and that is something that People do in Korean culture um, Also there's The really big So makeup also plays a really big part Because if a, let's say A certain actress in a K-drama is wearing A certain shade of lip tint Because that's most, what is most commonly used if she's wearing a certain shade of a certain brand, then fans of that show will then go out and seek out that brand and that shade. doesn't matter if it's not their, like, personal shade, but they buy it because they like it. In the Guardian K-drama, um, the Goblin male lead, as we have said, at a, and in one of the episodes, he gifts the female lead, like, with a purse and with some perfume. I feel like Angela knows where this is going. I went out to buy the perfume (laughs) after after I had watched that episode. I mean, and listen, I'm usually really sensitive about perfume. So I, I thought to myself, oh gosh, this better not, this better not be terrible. And it's not, it's actually, it's actually really nice. But I also got it with the thought that like, maybe if I possess this, a certain goblin might waltz into my life or I might find some some sweet romance. It is White Musk Ou de Toilette from The Body Shop. So there. So, you know, case anyone wants to grab it. So in K Beauty, what often you'll see in the K dramas and within Korean culture is that they're they're Their main focus is on minimal, like, light makeup so that it looks as bare-faced and as light as possible, which is also a bonus because in wearing lighter makeup, that's also a lot better for the skin rather than caking it on in the way the West does. So they'll have, like, often, like, little palettes. One of the more popular things to use is these cushion foundations. So I really like this because it has, like, a a little powder puff. And then you open it up, and the foundation is like right in there. Mm-hmm. But it's it's stuff like that where like you'll see these looks on these actresses and such, or even just like the they don't even have to use it; they can just show the product, and that'll trigger something in your crow brain that says shiny me want. And that that's what it did to me. It got me. <laughs> they got me. <laughs> they got me. But and also with the style, it's always and. Uh, more, you can say that clothing for female leads in the dramas is more modest. Like, it's very well put together, it's very fashionable, and it's always more of, like, a minimalist kind of palette. And there's also the fact that something that I think is also really refreshing about K-dramas is that often, also in Western media, uh, it's uh there's more of a male gaze on females in movies and shows. But in that's kind of opposite with k dramas it's more of like a female gaze so you'll you'll see you'll run into more men with their shirts off and men just taking a a shower you can only see waist up cuz we got to be modest here this is daytime television but it's it's stuff like that but the female's often more like she is seen as a desirable being, but she's never overtly sexualized or treated as as more of an object. So their character's oftentimes more fleshed out and better constructed, I feel. Well, jokes on them. I'm pansexual, so <laughs> Nick and in
1: glaze,
3: you're just like it's all free game.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, Angela, do you have anything to add on that with the influence on fashion?
2: It's just like just watching the Korean drama and like their fashions, just it just looks like you just it makes me feel like every time when I watch Korean drama, I'll always have kimchi with me or like bull rice. It's just when I watch it, I it just makes me feel like the way how they dress so comfortable. Looks so comfortable. All I wanna do is eat food, take out, do deliveries, just watch, been watch it, be fat and happy. That's why I just look at Korean drama. like it's like it's like happiness. That's what it is. <laughs> but like and then the beauty products, of course, you know, they are good about like, you know, there's no Korean dramas, you know, well besides Kingdom, sweet home, that doesn't, you know, show like beauty products unless you maybe kingdoms. I mean, if you want to be a zombie, you can do that. But anyways, but the other thing, this is totally off-topic about the trend fashions and makeup. The thing that I noticed about Korean dramas is, like, they always advertise Safeway.
1: Like, the yeah, Safeway grocery stores? Easy,
2: you, 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 can, you can talk about it, because I feel like you want to say something about it. Yes, yeah, Safeway, the, the, yeah, the sandwich Safeway. Go ahead, Susie. Yeah, also,
3: in K-dramas, they'll always you'll always see some sort of branding for water. It's always either water, water mm-hmm. or mineral water and fried chicken. They love fried chicken and almost any drama that you can like pick and point a- put a finger on. Mm-hmm. There's bound to be a scene where the characters will get chicken at a- some fried chicken place. And then that oh, place, Amanda. if it's somewhere local, then that place will become popular as well. Mm-hmm. So it also contributes to like the food economy of this of yes. the situation.
2: <laughs> yeah, I just I just enjoy it, just watching food and just like this random place and just just I feel like the Safeway was just really funny because I was like after the show they just put the Safeway advertising in the end of the the drama series, like like oh my god she's dead oh and then Safeway. Ooh, just, just, with,
1: <laughs> <laughs> You have to get those, you have to get that advertising money in there, you know, so you have to get that placement. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> <up>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, what I, I want to move on to now is... Um, showcasing some ongoing societal issues, whether it be in Korea or just some societal issues that K-dramas might focus on. Um, Angela, do you have any thoughts on that or any examples?
2: Uh, I will let Susie go on first on that.
3: So something else, something that you'll see within um, like the K-dramas, especially the historical ones, is that they'll often talk about like issues that they've had with countries in the past. So with Mr. Sunshine, one of the main focuses is how the characters in the show are dealing with the issues that South Korea is having with the North and with China and with Japan and how they deal with that whole like, and a um, degree of tension, because as much as Japan and China would like to push it under the rug They have a really, really long history and a really sad history with that is not entirely positive with the Korean, um, with the Korean people, because they've been known to to go and oppress and to go and like the Korean comfort women. Like, that's actually a like a really big issue. That isn't really talked about. And that's more pushed to the side. And that is Korean comfort women. I'm going to trigger warning. Um, for the next like 30 seconds. Or minute that I talk about this. If you want to skip ahead. That's completely fine. I, I just want to like talk about this really quick. Um, oftentimes Korean comfort women. Were women that were taken from their villages. And their homes and their families. By Japanese soldiers and they were housed as prostitutes and repeatedly sexually assaulted against their will. And oftentimes with some K dramas what'll happen is that you'll see and they'll address this and they'll make it known that yes this is something that happened and yes we would like Japan to give like a formal like we're sorry that we did this, like a formal apology that isn't actually just like, yeah, we're sorry, just move on. We have. And it's, it's, it addresses stuff like that and also something that Korean dramas also do that it's not so much of an addressing of a societal issue as it is just like it also normalizes the thing of being paler is better like as as much as there are many good things that I can say about k dramas that is an issue that we have to talk about because almost all the time what you'll see is that they'll the all the leads will always be paler the female and the male and then that degree of paleness is always like remarked about or coveted in some way and there's also the fact that south korea has a really big issue with showcasing plus size women or women that are above a certain size it's not even plus size. It could be like women who are medium or large. It's more like the smaller and the paler you are, the better. Because that's what's seen as desirable. And yeah, I mean, as well rounded as the female characters are, that's something that you'll see time and time again with all the female leads. And oftentimes, what'll happen is that within the like that celebrity culture, is that when these celebrities, is like do something or they gain weight or 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 anything that's viewed as disagreeable, the public can turn on them so fast, and it gets and really that, vicious mm-hmm. and really bad and there's um I know that there's an issue that actresses have had in the past where they have been victims of casting couches and of Being also sexually assaulted and when they try to bring attention to it oftentimes the very own culture will demonize them and it's also and then there's also the fact that they don't really put a lot of like voice to mental health and then oftentimes these actors that go through these type of things or these trainees that go through these type of things When that is something that happens to them they don't really have any resources in place to help them because those subjects are seen as very
1: taboo. Angela Uh, did you want to add anything?
3: Yeah I was gonna
2: also add and I wonder if I don't know Erin I know we want to talk about the misconceptions. I feel like these two are we are so kind of close.
1: They are pretty intertwined, yeah. so you can feel free to kind of move into yeah. sort of what, what the misconceptions are that American audiences have as it's well, just, American audiences that are introduced of and the romanticizing of a certain ideal and stuff.
2: It's just... I, don't know, I, I really, you know, I agree with Susie on this as well. Like, they... Yeah, I must have loved Korean dramas, too. They are not kind to... You know, thick women's like us, you know, or their people stuff. So, like, as a matter of fact, though, I did some study, and I don't know if it's still true, though. If you, this is what I learned this from three years ago, but almost about ninety percent of Korean women and men's over who live in there, like, have at least like plastic surgeries. Do you know if to fix their you no, know, their beauty is everything to them. Like, you know, like it's just you know it's the way that you know like they can't succeed in life unless they change themselves and the like the first thing is like it's like their face versus all these stuff so you know it's just and like she said like if you gain a little bit of weight and you just like you are just gonna be yeah you're just gonna be to me it's like it's like back on the street kind of thing it's like they just are not kind and just you know, and you know, and the fact that you know you have to be this white and this pretty in order to have this man of your dream. I felt like in Korean dramas, like I, like I, that's the thing I just love watching Korean drama because I felt like, and also this part of me is like I know, like, there would never, like I know, like this part of me is like, there's never ways that you know I would never have a man like that if I looked like this. You know, I, 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 I am a, I'm basically like two hundred twenty pounds pretty big and thick for Asian in my cultures um you know so it's just like um you know it's just kind of it's it's really just hard and I, I, I really and but the thing is though I would like to say that I did enjoy watching this new uh Netflix Korean drama show called It's Okay to Not Be Okay um it's basically they actually mentioned I have never watched a Korean drama that mentioned a lot about um you know, mental health, you know, like, and, like, what, you know, this person, the the girl was, you know, she, she, she's, like, a total bitch face. She's, she's, she's heartless. She's everything. But really, though, she just had, like, a really hard life. She lost both her parents, you know, and then she's going through, like, a PTSD, you know, that nobody knows about, and the depression that goes with it. And then, you know, and then the two main character works into a mental hospital, and then, you know, they're going through, you know each of the patients, and it's just like kind of nice, for, like it was like, I know it wasn't really like it's like you know it's not good enough, but it's like it's like the fact that they kind of like, you know, talk about you know mental health was like kind of like, you know, a relief for me, and also it was a new show from Netflix, so I wonder, you know, it's becoming more changed. it's like I wonder if it's changing. I hope. You know, Korean dramas start, you know, changing more. Like, you know, start adding like plus size, and you know, there was time when they do add plus size character, but they put them as like someone who's funny and like comedies, and like, or they don't have lovers at all, or you know, they're just like like a sec or like a like a the main character best friend, but like you know, nothing happens to them. So like like I want I want at least like a, you know in the main characters. If, if anyone, in the listener like can you know recommend me a show that there is one where the main character like gets saved and can find a love like a prince of her life, tell me because I really want to know. Yes, that's pretty much. And I know I should probably talk more about the men's, but I don't know, Susie, if you wanted to start with the misconceptions of, you know, the men's and stuff you've liked because I feel like I talked
1: way too much. It, no, so. you didn't. That was really oh. interesting. That was okay. really interesting because I think that that's. I think what i'm what we find is I mean we were talking about this in telenovelas too it's like it's a problem that's worldwide it's a problem in media in general where it's like there's a certain ideal, and no matter what you still run into that problem and it's it's sad, but it's the truth that it you know it's a problem you're into so Susie, did you want to add something about the the men
3: yeah that's that's yeah oftentimes with. The men, there will be like a certain romanticize,
1: romanticization, roman. Oh god, romantic, Rom- romanticization. Or it's kind of how you say it, but romanticizing yeah. them, romantic. Yeah,
3: <laughs> they'll, will romanticize. What K Jones do is that they'll romanticize a certain type of man, and. Also, the issue with that is that, like, yes, there may be men that exist like that out there. But then again, there's also the issue of like trying to find like if you go and you try to find that type, you will find yourself greatly disappointed. And also, the really big thing is is that oftentimes the audience for k dramas are are young people. They're like preteens or teens. And now that, Korean culture has become more widespread thing, things in part to artists like BTS and Psy and various yeah. K-dramas and other things uh, then, then you also have like teenagers on this side of on on kind of like the American side of things that are also watching this and they're also like romanticizing this this type in their teenage brains and I feel like an over romanticization of it and an over-reliance on those kind of tropes can kind of, like, set them on to be, like... can set them up to have, like, unrealistic expectations in their romantic um, relationships where they'll feel like, oh, yeah, things will just work out because that's how it always works out in, like, shows and movies. And then in a way that kind of, like, this along with other things kind of doesn't lead them to developing like critical thinking and communication skills i think that they need to have if they want to have successful relationships because then they'll just be living with this like in the back of their heads they'll have this ideal of what a relationship should be like and if it doesn't meet that then they can find themselves disappointed maybe not only in their partner but in themselves
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i would like to also point out too that i would feel so sorry for you know the Korean guys too. You know, like you would have like you know, foreigner would go in there and then they would just like. I thought you know you're like, you know one of those. You know I want, you know like when they're going when they go on dating or Tinder. You know the, the Korean guy like I feel like they have more pressure to like be, the you know the actors that you know all the Korean dramas, but they can't. You know, so it's just, it's just like not just for Korean guys, just like Asians men's or just in general it's like it's like going back to the whole stereotypes like where you know here in america you know a lot of like um people would say like you know i am not into asian guys um you know i'm into even and and i will be honest too though i was also that person that you know i also say like i'm not into asian guys growing up just because one i was dealing with like well you know growing up in america you know it's like i you know have ideal like you know white is superior and you know i didn't want to date asian guy because like i wanted to be superior i didn't want to you know date someone my own race and like all these stuff and it's just like and which, you know, we'll talk more of why, you know, in the NYK drama means so much to me. It's the whole reputation. But um, it's just, I just felt like this whole stereotype, you know, like, you, in the beginning, you have, like, people who's like, I don't want to date Asian guy. And now, after you watch Korean drama, they seek for that Asian guy. And even, and when they do find it, it's still disappointment. And it's just, like, it's just so not fair. And I'm so sorry that I'm, like, so angry about this because I'm also angry at myself that I was going you know I was just it was just I don't know I'm just kind of angry of just like how we are just like you know not just Asian men but like Asian in general we're just pushed aside like tries like for you know their entertainment like I remembered you know trying to go on a dating size and all the guys would you know what they would you know would tell me is, like, hey, you know, I watch, you know, a lot of, like, movies, and I thought, you know, you're supposed to have this certain look, or be this, you know, or be this thick, or all of these stuff, and, um, or you're supposed to be, oh, my favorite one, you're supposed to be submissive, you know, it's, like, it's just, you know, I just, it's, like, the whole misconceptions of just, like, everything just, like, it, I don't know, Uh, I'm
1: sorry, I'm just kind of venting, no, it's no, like a- it's great. I think it's a great conversation because it's a lot of, it's fetish. It's fetishizing it. It's yes. becoming a fetish. It's instead of seeing someone as a human being, it's seeing it as a fetish after somebody has watched some K-dramas or after every, you know, they're like, okay, well, I like Asian men now, but I only like Asian men if they look like this and if they act like this and if they do this because that's what I've seen and vice versa. Um, I like Asian women, but only if they fit this stereotype that I have in my head and it's a form of racism. Mm Um, you know, that's what it is. It's a form of racism. And I think people don't, people for some reason don't realize that they're like, well, how can I be racist? If I'm," I'm like, well, you're fetishizing somebody and that's not okay. And you're fetishizing a race and that's really not okay. So I think that's that's a form, that's a total form of racism. So I love that you were talking about that, Angela. I think that's great. I th- Thank you yeah. for bringing that up. I think that's a really, really good conversation to have. So thank you. Don't apologize for that at all. Thank you.
3: Yeah. No, it's very much the exotic erotic theory where, like, mm-hmm. the farther removed it is from you, like, the more desirable it is. Yeah. So it's also kind of, like, with Kind of a similar thing with being Latina is that sometimes you'll be sought out just because you're kind of like with within media we're depicted as sexy and looser. And so it's it just becomes a thing where it's like, Well, you're gonna be you're gonna be real easy, aren't you? And it's like, no, I'm a human being with thoughts and emotions and I'm not just this caricature of something that you've built up in your mind.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's a real problem. And that's why real representation also matters because, you know, you can't just do a stereotype, you know, I mean, and it's, it's that way um, with, I, I think that's, it's that way with almost every race where you will see a stereotype of this is the way that black women are. This is why the way that black men are. And this is, you know, and it's, and it's really harmful Um, especially since sometimes those can be such negative stereotypes or they can lead to people viewing, expecting you to be that way. Like what you were saying, Angela, how they were like, well, I expect you to be submissive. This This is how I view women. This is how I view Asian women. They're supposed to be submissive. Aren't you supposed to be submissive? This is what I keep seeing. Or like you were saying, Susie, aren't you supposed to be loose? Aren't you supposed to be, you know, that kind of thing. So it's a very harmful thing that can lead to other harmful things. So it's, it's a form of racism, that's really what it is. I mean, you know, so yeah, no, so I'm glad. Thank you both for talking about that. And thank you very much, Angela, for bringing that up. Okay, I know you both have already mentioned some, but what are some of your favorite actors and actresses that work within K dramas, Angela? Well, <laughs> I know we just talk about the whole,
2: you know, <laughs> the misconceptions, like the whole like <laughs> I'm so angry because like I would never, but then you know, like it's okay for me to kind of like, you know, like have my little glaze and stuff like that. <laughs> so because you know I'm human, I'm human. I'm allowed to have that feeling, too. So, <laughs> um, but my, um, you know, of course my two. Favorite actors is, of course, you know, from the Guardians. uh Yu, like he's. I'm sorry, Susie, but he's my husband. Fight me. I, uh, don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, you guys. As you can see, Susie was holding a yeah, knife. Just, eye. just <laughs> remember
3: your safe word, and we'll be Gucci.
2: What, what is our safe word?
3: Uh, it is <clears throat> meatloaf.
2: Ah, yes. Great. We got this. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
3: Context right. will be given later, but not now. This is just for y'all to to wonder about. <laughs>
1: Sorry, <laughs> we're just it's having a so good time. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. So, some of your other favorite actors and actresses, Angela.
2: Um. So, my other favorite uh, actress is O. Oh, is um hold up. For for my favorite actress though, uh I'm trying to bring her up because she plays in Scarlet Heart, which is uh well, her name is uh Ayu, and she's just so sweet and just like really cute everything about her. Especially like she's just like the way like especially when watching Scarlet Heart, like she's the thing I love about some Korean dramas too, like the female actors are just so strong, they're like they don't give shit about anything, and just for IU to play in Scarlet Heart with 13 other son, god, that's a lot of boys that she has to deal with, <laughs> but just, like, all handling, but the thing is so, they're, it's just amazing, so, but, yes, so, I have, I already announced my favorite two, act, one actor and actress, so, I would probably stop talking before I,
1: <laughs> you're great, great, awesome, and Susie, which,
3: like, Angela, Two of my like most favorite actors are Gong Yoo and Lee Bong Wook. Lee Dong Wook. Lee Dong Wook. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. so sorry for getting their names wrong because I know I know someone out there is going to be screaming at me. <laughs> so I apologize in advance. Um, there's also Park Bo Young, who is the actress who stars in Stronger Girl Bong Su.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: and I would be remiss if I did not mention Mabe. They do not. And Sensei fans will know her as Sunbak. The real the the what is it? Uh what is call caller? Van Dam. The yes. Van Dam lady. Like, oh my god. It's just, it's great. I love her so much. I get so happy whenever I see her in anything. So when I saw her in, in the kingdom, I was like, oh my god! Goe <laughs> is here. How are you doing? Duna? Do yeah.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Well, I want to wrap up with just asking what K-dramas mean to you and and why they're important to you, Angela.
2: Well, um, you know what, as you know, I, I, I'm honestly, I'm really happy that it's getting more trending, you know, like, you know, Netflix is, you know, starting to have more Korean dramas, Chinese dramas, like more international chap, like, you know, Japanese dramas as well. Um, and, uh, it's just, as much as, you know, I really don't like the whole misconceptions, like, they're all these dope, but I'm kind of, in some way, glad that we're having at least, like, you know, just some sort of, like, representations like, Asian show in general that's, like, you know, it's, like, it's a first step. It's, like, the same thing with, like, I think it was last year when Parasite won, and I, I'm so sorry, if you were there with me, I, cried I cried so hard like and all my my friends you know were were like looking at me so crazy and they're like why are you crying it's like you don't and you know these people are non-white you know the, the and you know me being Asian it's like this means everything to me like you know like of course you know I didn't you know of course I didn't win that show or whatever but like just the reputations just everything like it's just we need more of that. Like I like I am so tired of just having like Asian character be the side character or someone an Asian who is, is a villain and an Asian who's all this and I just I want more reputations. I want and you know, and a lot of people had, you know, issue with crazy wish Asian too. It's like, you know, even Asian itself, they're like, I wish, you know, like they show more of like, you know, like not all Asians are rich and stuff, but to me, I totally agree. I just, I was also still happy because I still want some more, like, I feel like if it's open one door it means that we can open more doors and, like, I know, like, you know, and, like, it's just, like, it just means, like, there's more opportunities out there and, like, you know, more people will get used to, like, you know, like, more just, I just, I just thought that it was just great and everything and um, just create drama is just more reputations and, like, more cultures because there's a lot of, like, you know, a lot of people think that people know about their food, their styles. And and also, like, I I forgot to mention about this whole Korean drama. Like, there's a lot of show when the way how the characters are with their parents. Because I felt like growing up, a lot of people do not understand, like, how I am. Because when people... I know you guys probably disagree with me, but there were some people who doesn't know me who... When the way how I act, I see it seems like I'm very like, my wall is up, and or I'm just strong, or I'm just like, you know, or whatever it is. And I was like, no, it isn't. It's like it's just the way how my parents raised me, like, you know, to be the tiger, you know, and through all these stuff, and and you know, and when I tell people how my parents raised me, you know, they're like, well, isn't that harsh? Isn't that mean? And I was like, I don't know why you guys think that way. Like I, 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 I see that as the love that you know that they gave me you know, like that's just it's tough love and I, I mean it's not I wouldn't you know but it's, it's still love and so for Korean drama to show like their you know the relationship between their kids and their parents you know and like the t- like the hard times and you know I just love it you know I, I want people to know more about the culture itself and seeing you know like oh my god and you know I you know like and anything was thinking so like wow you know, my Vietnamese friends or my Korean friends that, you know, I like make fun of her for how her parents treat her. Now I kind of understand, you know, so it's, you know, this whole thing is like, it means a lot to me. And so I'm just kind of glad it's getting the trends and, you know, that it deserve. And so even though it's not completely perfect, but, you know, that's, there's, a, there's always a lot of work to do. So sorry, Dr. To to yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, do not apologize. Seriously, I think it's a great conversation. And yeah, you definitely I mean, representation matters. It just matters. And we can't gloss over that because it matters to be able to see yourself on screen to be able to be recognized to be able to not be just the sidekick to be a full recognized human being to be a full realized character. And to have parasite win that's, 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 that was incredible. And that meant something and that's important. And um, that was one of the only good things that happened in 2020 was <laughs> <laughs> that happening. So, <laughs> you know, when that happened, we're like, Oh, this year is going to be amazing. And then, you know, <laughs> but yeah, it's important. It's important. It's very important. Susie, did you have anything you wanted to add on?
3: You know, I completely agree with Angela that the like yeah there are stuff that's going to come out that we're going to have some issues with but I think that the overall focus should definitely be that that this win will that this win and this commercial success will mean that more doors will be open for more diverse creators. People who are people who are Korean, people who are Vietnamese people who are black, people who are Mexican people who are gay, people who are uh, transgender people who don't like conform with like what society would consider the norm, commercial uh-huh. success of things like that can lead to more doors opening and more opportunities being given to these creators and these stories, which then leads to us seeing ourselves in those stories, and us having more things to identify with rather than this one character. And Yeah, I just, I really like Korean dramas because for me, especially the comedy ones are more of like a, it's more of like a comfort show and a sense of like escapism. So if I need something to like, if I'm having a really, like a really bad day and I just want to watch something that's going to lift my spirits and make me feel a little bit better, like I can turn to one of those and find a source of comfort with that. Just like, and be happy, <laughs> get some serotonin, some dopamine.
2: Yeah, that's yeah. what I said. Like, every time I watch Korean dramas, like, it just makes me just want to be comfortable and eat and be fat and happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you awesome. just want
3: to turn into a cat. <laughs> actually,
2: there is actually a Korean drama. I cannot remember what it's called, but it's involved. A girl and who found a white cat. That turns out the white cat was Ashley. Turns into a hot guy,
1: and he's oh, super
2: adorable. I'm gonna <laughs> write this down. <laughs> that
1: was made for you,
2: Angela. <laughs> not frantic though. I'm not saying that Morpheus, my white cat here. <laughs> her you're just you're
3: <laughs> just eyeballing your cat in the corner of the room, like, so are you gonna transform or what? <laughs> You're <laughs> just like, even then, we could just chill if you wanted to. That reminds me of that one anime. What was it? Fruit baskets? <laughs> it's it's this anime about this girl that um goes to live in this house with all these like siblings and they're all like hot men, but they all turn into different animals. <laughs> <laughs> so one of them turns into a rooster, another one a cat, another one a dog. It's just, oh,
1: God. Funny. <laughs> well, I want to thank you both. I think this has been a really good conversation. So thank you so much. Um, I think we need to have more conversations like this. Um, that's what I hope to have is, you know, talk about. Uh, stuff we love and why certain things bring us joy, but also looking at stuff from a critical eye, but then also looking at other things from a critical eye and saying, we need more representation. We need more this this, um So thank you both so much. So we're going to go ahead and close out and go around. And if you want to be found, let me know where you can be found, Angela. Hi.
2: So um, you want to see more of my crazy life? Uh, you don't want to though, but if you do, you know, <laughs> Follow me on uh, Instagram teo.khong, so that's where you will find me. And I make delicious cakes, so order from me.
0: <laughs>
1: and gorgeous cakes too. Gorgeous cake too. <laughs> <laughs> they just blow me away sometimes. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and then Susie. I don't
3: know, yeah, I I second that. Her baked goods are some of the best <laughs> out there. So. Like, definitely give it a shot and support small businesses, you know?
2: Susie, Great. you, it's a good, so good, uh, Charlie Truffle, too. I, I ate the whole thing the other day, so.
3: The
2: what? I ate your chocolate Truffle the other day. You, you, you make some
3: Oh! my oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, that's just a, just a, a friend's thing I do for friends. I'm not. That's everything. I'm not going to sell, con- sell confectionery goods. Um. So if anyone would like to find me, I am on Instagram at Q underscore underscore SC. You know, if you just want to look at random stuff that I'm working on, (laughs) like (laughs) cosplays or crafts, you could take a peek there or not. You know, it's up to you. It's up to you.
1: Your dog's Instagram is not going to get a shout out on this oh, episode? Yeah, huh?
3: sorry. Sorry. To <laughs> okay, so my dog has also his own Instagram, and he's just a little, little ball of floof and cuteness, and I just want to smush his little face. But his Instagram is at Benny underscore Pelusita, So that's at B E N N I E underscore P E L U S I T A. I guess, I guess, I should probably give my uh,
2: my pets Instagram too. So, yeah, If you want to follow my cats, it's we at Morpheus So, yes. Awesome. Oh my god! Don't worry, there won't be any of like the blaze to Morpheus. If hoping that he would turn into a handsome.
3: <laughs> you, you need to upload a photo of that of you just like staring him. Yeah. Down and him looking at you like what are you doing
0: (laughs) that's
1: funny and this is aaron you can follow me on twitter at e april beauty the e and the a and the b are capitalized be sure to like the show on facebook at facebook.com slash it's a fandom thing pod on twitter at fandom thing pod no it's in that one on instagram at it's a fandom thing pod Please, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. That helps us get found in that big, wide world of podcasts. If you have any feedback, any K-dramas you want to give a shout-out to, anything like that, feel free to email us at itsafandomthingpod at gmail.com. And next week, we are going to be back to two episodes a week. So we are going to be finishing up our soap opera month. Um, And we are going to be talking about nighttime dramas. We're going to be mainly probably focusing on teen dramas, but we're going to talk about, like, Carla's going to be back for that one. And Carla and I are going to be talking about the show Sisters. We're going to talk about 90210 um, and a few other things as well. So that one should be a lot of fun. And then we're going to be starting a new thing that we're going to be doing Uh, periodically, where we're going to just talk about some new movie maybe that came out, some new episode of a television show, and we're going to dive deep into it. And for the first one, we're going to dive deep into the movie Promising Young Woman, which is, if you listen to our countdown of our top 10 things from 2020 and things we're looking forward to, you heard me say that this is something I have been looking forward to for over a year now. So I'm very excited to finally be able to watch it. I haven't watched it yet but going to, and that's going to be chock full of spoilers. So you will want to watch the movie first before you listen to that. And that'll be, um, Carla, MJ and Sarah will be on that episode. So that should be a lot of fun. So until next time, remember it's a fandom thing and black lives matter.
0: It is Ryan here. And I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?